0: There's just so much more to hear.
1: Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Your weekend home for all things sports.
2: This is The Grill on Dubai i 103.8.
1: Live from Barasti,
2: here's Tom Urquhart.
3: Underway in the Premier League, underway uh, in the Scottish Premiership, underway in the Championship—lots for us to keep our head on and our eyes on. We'll let you know when those goals fly, start flying in, uh, in all the major tournaments. Also underway for Barcelona as well—they've just got underway in the last few moments. There's one game we haven't really focused on: uh, the seven o'clock kickoffs. That is in the Premier League. Sheffield United taking on uh, Aston Villa is another game that's kicked off uh, just now. Um, we will get some team news for you for both Sheffield United and Aston Villa. Uh, but first, let's hear from the managers. Uh, let's hear from Chris Wilder first. Um, I, I don't know. Nice original question for Mr. Wilder. Uh, do you think you'll be buying in January?
4: Even though it is a difficult window to work in, you know we've been quite successful in, in, in that window last year. The likes of uh, Scott Hogan and Gary Medine just gave us the, the timely boost that we ne- that we needed, and, uh, and and we'll need that this year. and uh, I've said to the owners, you know, maybe if we were a different position, um, then maybe keep your hand, uh, hand in your pocket. But I think now is is, is, is a time to strengthen, and um, and obviously, i still having conversations with that regarding the uh, regarding uh, you know where we can go with that. But definitely, in our position, that we we, we need to because it's a, it's still a lot of football to be played. The intensity of the league, as we've as we've seen from last week. You know was was huge you know playing the game against Newcastle on the Thursday night and then took down to Norwich on on Sunday then fighting for the lives as well Newcastle desperate for points and we're all in the same situation so um, it will take its toll on the group we have managed to keep the same team and we've made few changes now and again a couple, a couple of little injuries but all in all it's been it's been the group that came came up I believe they deserved the opportunity they deserved to show me the work that they've done in the summer if they could raise their game and, that, and they certainly have done um, And uh, but they need to keep that going and as I said there's, uh, there's, there's, there's a couple, two or three positions where I feel we're just a little bit light, where we need to strengthen and uh, to make sure that uh, performances and results aren't affected.
3: Uh, well let's see if they can get a result uh, and a performance today. Uh,
5: Sheffield United how do they line up? Let's go to Mr Matt Fortune Indeed, Tom, give me two seconds. Sorry about that. We've got, um, it, uh, as again, much expected. I'm surprised there's been few arrested players throughout these games. They're heading into such a busy schedule for everyone, of course. But Sheffield United, they line up with Dean Henderson in goals. They've got the back three of Basham, Egan and Jack O'Connell and then stretch across the midfield. So the wing backs will be Bulldog and Edna Stevens. a midfield three of John Lundstrom, Olly Norwood and John Fleck. And then up top, Lee Mousset, who was in a rich vein of form until I brought him into my fantasy team and has done nothing since. He's joined alongside the still yet to score in the Premier League David McGoldrick. Uh,
3: That's how Sheffield United
1: line up. What about uh, their opponents today? Aston Villa? Yeah, 4-3-3 for Dean Smith. Tom Tom Eaton in bins. You've got Gilbert. You've got Engels, You've got House. And you've got Matt Target, formerly, of course, of Southampton. Midfield three, John McGain, one of my very own and a man that I'm a huge fan of, the Scottish international. Nakamba, the Zimbabwean international. And then interesting today, a start for Henry Lonesbury, formerly of Arsenal, lest we forget Nottingham Forest as well. Then it's the front three. Three. Anwar El Ghazi wide on the right-hand side. Jack Grealish, the maturity that he has shown since being given the captaincy at Aston Villa, he's a fine player. It's only a matter of time before he breaks, I'm sure, into that Ghana Southgate England squad. And then it's the big man up top, the Brazilian former Club Bruges man. It's Wesley who leads the line. Jack Grealish fan?
5: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Grealish, and I, I, I worry about. I don't worry about him. I, I worry about a player that would is so adored at a club getting an opportunity at another club and taking it. And I think what Grealish has done is actually he's played his career perfectly there was a big chance of him moving to Spurs I know a couple of years ago but he dropped down to the Championship with Villa and was able to then mature as a player get to understand what it takes to play week in week out to be responsible not only for yourself but for other players around you as that best player and one of the standout players in the league and I think you can tell that immense value has had on his career now stepped up into the Premier League it's been an almost seamless transition for him and I think he's probably ready to take that next step whether or not he'd feel quite as comfortable in new surroundings because he's done such a great job at Aston Villa I don't know but he's certainly got the talent to do it. Let's hear from
3: the Villa boss shall we Dean Smith he says it's not all doom and gloom uh, at Villa at the moment.
2: The result against uh, the result on the second half performance against Leicester um, probably knocked the lads back a little bit but then we had Monday off we reflected we reviewed it done a debrief spoke about what's expected a little bit positionally and uh you know, there was a, for me, certainly last 20, there's a lot of frustration shown with the players. But then I reminded them that, you know, two games previous to that, everything's rosy. We've just beat Newcastle comfortably at Villa Park. We've gone to Manchester United and drew 2-2, should have beat them. But then we've played two out of the top four teams. You know, um, got narrowly beaten by Chelsea on, on the night, 2-1. Um, we were pushing them for an equaliser the last 10 minutes and then we got beat by a team who were eight points clear of Manchester City who were highly acclaimed in in Europe not just the Premier League so you know it's certainly not all doom and gloom um sometimes you have to put it all into a little bit of perspective and uh you know we've certainly done that um there's lots of things that we've we've learned from the last two performances and results against against Chelsea and Leicester but we're learning all the time in this league and uh you know, we, what we have to do is learn and, and, and progress.
3: Uh, those thoughts of uh, Dean Smith at Villa, uh, that game is underway at the moment. Remember, late in the uh, Premier League is, of course, Southampton against uh, Manchester United. We'll have more details on that as soon as we get team news. Around about 8.30 this evening. 8.30 so also the same time that you'll see the first action over in France this evening. Mets taking on Merseille. Marseille, I should say, in the early kickoff there. Talking of earlys, half time in Italy at the moment. Brescia lead Lecce by two goals nil at half time goals for uh, John Chancellor and Ernesto Torregrossa. Uh, on 32 and 44, respectively. We'll keep an eye on that one for you. Uh, goals also over in uh, Germany. The Bundesliga will wait till half-time and give you uh, details on that one. Some interesting away
1: goals yet again, same yeah. as last week, uh, uh, flying in over in Germany. That's the place for the away goals, isn't it? It certainly is. You're absolutely right. Uh, you mentioned last night that Hoffenheim came across uh, a cropper against Augsburg. 4-2 that was, an away victory for Augsburg. Today, you've got Cologne against Bayer Leverkusen. That's still 0-0. Mainz against... Against Borussia Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund lead that by a goal to nil. Marco Royce on the score sheet. Werder Bremen they lead at Bayern Munich. That's the big one that stands out thus far. 40 minutes on the clock at the Allianz Arena. It's Milo Rashika who has scored for Werder Bremen. Freiburg against Hertha Berlin that's nil-nil. And Paderborn against Union Berlin that's currently one apiece. The late kickoff in Germany this evening for Tuna Dusseldorf taking on RB Leipzig. And I am hearing from a very good source indeed that it's RB Leipzig. Who lead the race for Erling Haaland, the young striker for Red Bull Salzburg that's been scoring goals for fun Manchester United? Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, according to reports today, flew in to Salzburg yesterday for face-to-face talks for Erling Haaland. I'm being told, however, that it's RB Leipzig who lead the race for him, and I'm being told as well he is a generational footballer. He is one that all the big clubs want. He may well be part, though, at RB Leipzig for a couple of seasons.
3: Also action over in Spain at the moment. Levante taking the early points down there. Uh, they won the early kickoff, two goals to one. Uh, it is Real Sociedad against Barcelona. How do they line up? Chris McCarty's keeping an eye. Yeah,
1: Barcelona, what a team. We just remarked upon that off-air. The, the, it's such a strong team. Marc-Andre Ter Stegen starts in goal. Sergi Roberto in at right-back. Left-back, you look at them. Jordi Alba, one of the best left-backs in world football. Gerard Piquet alongside Clement Longley. The midfield three, such a good midfield three. Ivan Rakitic. Sergio Busquets and Frankie de Jong. And then it's the best three in world football. Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez and Antoine Griezmann. They're up going up against a Real Sociedad side, however, that is in Feinfettel. They currently start the day in fourth, do Sociedad. And, well, Matt's keeping an eye on their starting 11. I guess the big one out there, Martin Odegaard, the Norwegian, is proving that, uh, well, he is... A very, very good player after all. Yeah, it's been somewhat of a slow
5: burn, hasn't it? Everyone will remember, I think it was 2015, the world wanted Martin Odegaard's signature and it was Real Madrid who got it. And at that time, everybody thought, hang on a second, a 16-year-old kid from Norway, that's a big Big yeah. expectation to move into uh, Real Madrid. And I think everybody, it was it was a continent, it was a saga as to who was going to get his signature. And it really hasn't taken off for him there at Real Madrid. He's played only twice for that first team since that move four years ago. He's in his third loan spell at Sociedad, but he's finally found his feet. And we were talking earlier about it's funny that certain players just play well in certain um, situations under certain managers. But Ogard plays in a four behind another Scandinavian Alexander Isaac, who was of course at Borussia Dortmund, and he makes things tick. He's smart he's intelligent with the ball excellent use of movement in between the lines and has got an excellent eye for a pass is he going to be good enough for Real Madrid I'm not so sure but it is finally nice to see a kid who had so much money yeah. thrown at him at 16 to finally get his head screwed on and is playing week in week for a side that are doing very well indeed I note that uh, Sociedad have started so well in the Liga this season and a win today would put them up to third I can tell you they
1: lead by a goal to nil after 30 minutes to Real Sociedad it's Mikel Oizarabal who has scored from the penalty spot he's a player that interests Manchester City the young winger he that has given Sociedad the lead so this one is an absolute belter today we'll keep an eye on it Sociedad, Sociedad against Barca it's 1-0 to the home side.
3: Uh, also keeping an eye on the uh, Club World Cup. Still no goals in that one into the second half. Al-Hilal taking on Es-Tunis. Es-Tunis in the first of two games today. Monterrey taking on Al-Sad later on this evening. Rugby results for you coming in uh, from the uh, Champions Cup and the Challenge Cup. Benetton have beaten Lyon 25 points to 22. And Connaught, uh, have beaten Gloucester and they're a turn fixture from last weekend. 27-24, another close run thing there. Uh, Sarries against Munster has just got underway. Montpellier against Toulouse is also underway, as is London Irish against Toulon. Wasps against Edinburgh and rugby Calvisano still taking on Leicester Tigers. Uh, it is uh, the Tigers that lead that one deep into the second half. Keep an eye on the rugby for you, keep an eye on the football for you. Uh, up next the we talk cricket.
1: This is The Grill, live from Barasti. Where the game is always on.
3: Yeah, game on indeed. You're listening to The Grill. We're live from Bristol. where the game is always on. A bit of a slow burner
1: in the uh, Premier League at the moment. No goals to report as yet. None, kind of... absolutely none. The two goals that we've seen thus far came in the early kick-off. Liverpool 2-0 victors over Watford, but it's still 0-0. Burnley, Newcastle, Chelsea, Bournemouth, Leicester taking on Norwich. That is the main game down here. It is on the big screen. And how things have changed, Tom. Leicester City on the big screen when you've got Chelsea playing, you've got... Well, Aston Villa Sheffield United it's Chelsea have been demoted it's Leicester against Norwich and quite right as well Leicester of course second in the table and it is still 0-0 between Sheffield United and Aston Villa all the goals are being scored in the championship i can tell you that Leeds United are 2-0 up already at home to Cardiff Sheffield Wednesday lead at Nottingham Forest by 2 goals to nil no. Preston they're 1-0 up at home to Luton Blackburn are 1-0 up at Ashton Gate against Bristol City and Barnsley Queens Park Rangers is currently one up. Spain is that Barcelona trail Real Sociedad by a goal to And the big news out of Germany is that Bayern Munich at home to Werder Bremen, they also trail by a goal to nil.
3: Great to see cricket back in uh, Pakistan. Pakistan playing Sri uh, Lanka at the moment. That one, however, seems to be heading for a rather inevitable draw. No play at all today on day four of... Such a shame. Yeah, uh, and wet outfield. Um, so again, is that is that something that... Uh, uh, it, obviously, because of the conditions there at the moment, wet outfield preventing uh, any play whatsoever. Uh, that's not the same case, though, with uh, Australia. Uh, they're taking on New Zealand in what is a fascinating clash at the moment. Mitch Stark securing a five-wicket haul to help into a commanding position after day three of the first test with New Zealand uh, down in Perth at the moment. Also in other news uh, here And it's good we've got Sam Charlie from It's Just Cricket, because I want to get his thoughts in it. Sam's done so much to uh, work with young talent. We're going to be meeting a few of that a bit of that talent in just a few moments' time. But also a number of your coaches working with franchises here and other coaching teams as well. Uh, we've talked over the last couple of weeks about the doldrums that South African cricket has found itself in, um, despite the wealth of talent they've got down there. But news today that former test wicketkeeper Marky Boucher has been named as South Africa's new head coach
6: on a four-year deal. The right man for the job? Yeah, I think so. I think he'll come in and and, and work hard with the guys. Um, They need a change. They need a change up big time. So um, They've appointed him and and I think that might be the right move. Time will tell um, but he'll certainly Demand respect and he'll get the respect that he requires. So, um, can't see why he, he can't succeed and, and pull everybody together again.
1: Yeah, i seen Graham Smith as well has come in acting yeah. uh, higher up of the, course, the, the food it, chain, yeah. which is good because South African, as you say, it's been in the doldrums a little bit, certainly structurally off the field of play. So, the fact you've got Bouch, the fact you brought in Graham, who so respected. Yeah in that part of the world and around the world. He was a heck of a player, was Graham. That bodes well for South African cricket moving forward. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that and, of course, the other series ongoing. Um, Okay,
3: Mr Chance, you've got, uh, you're with us here today. It's the end of the year, end of term. Uh, So do you want to give us the uh, 2019 end of term (laughs) report uh, on It's Just
6: Cricket UAE? Well, it's not quite the end of term. We've got one more week left with, uh, with, the, with the winter camps. But i just see this year, yeah, we've, we've had a great year, um, gone from leaps and bounds and, and uh, took on a couple of new venues um, early on in the year. Uh, and it just sort of reflects uh, cricket in the region at the moment, um, especially at a junior level, how, how much it's sort of improved and increased. We, we've seen a big boost in numbers around the end of the World Cup. Um, and that sort of just carried on and flowed through uh, and, and it's sort of showing now that the strength of, of the boys that are coming through and girls that are playing with us under ijc banner um, and it's really really starting to take effect and, and now you know what we're going to discuss later on is, is is a product of that you mentioned there that the world cup did the world cup genuinely lead to more Doors been knocked on. Yeah, 100%. I-, I had numerous phone calls saying, you know, we just watched the World Cup. Amazing. We'd love to um, love to come down and-, and try it out. Or, you know, I'm a passionate dad. Been watching the World Cup, and I just you know, bring my son down, bring my daughter down and just see whether they like it. And, and it's had a really good effect. It always does, you know, Wimbledon comes along, everybody picks up a tennis racket. Um, you know, Rugby World Cup, everyone's trying to kick a ball around and, and throw a ball around. So I think it has a great effect, yeah.
1: We've seen a lot of cricket here, Abu Dhabi T10, for example, down in, in the nation's capital. We've seen a lot of associate members playing over here. Does that rub off? Do the kids... I hate to say it, but do the kids care that they are here and on their doorstep?
6: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, so Brad Bradstad and uh, RJC head coach. He was he was assistant coach for the Delhi Bulls this year, uh, assistant coach to Stephen Fleming. So um, obviously part of the RJC uh, makeup. That was a fantastic sort of string to to, yeah. to his coaching um, his coaching CV. And, and our kids see that. But then there was other local coaches involved in, in franchises as well. Dougie Brown was involved quite heavily. Um, with one of the teams uh, the players pass through uh, so we had George Munsey training with us um, one of the nights or a couple of the nights um, and general overall effect and then one of the U A in the 19s also got selected as well I think Ansh Tandon got selected for one of the sides as well so yeah in general uh, it's got to have a positive effect yeah
3: and, and keeping that momentum going as well because obviously it's been a big a big year for uh, for, for, for short of the game uh, in 2019 but 2020 is also got a, a packed schedule and calendar internationally with some massive events as well keeping that momentum going is that important?
6: Yeah, it has to keep going, um, but I think it does in, in this sort of region, because obviously we're not going through the, the, we are going through a winter, but it's not like the U.K. winter's no cricket being played at the moment. So we carry on all the way through now till you know till mid-July, uh, and then we have a, a month's break. So you've got to keep building that momentum, keep encouraging the boys to get down angles, um, and girls, and, and make sure they're playing as much cricket as possible. And I think that's really being achieved now.
3: One of those things to look forward to next year will be the Under-19 Cricket World Cup. What sort of time of year is that?
6: It's in January. In January.
3: OK, taking place? In South Africa, yep. Yeah. South Africa. UAE have qualified?
6: They certainly have, yep.
3: Yeah and uh, you've brought along with you, uh, not one, but two of the lads who will be uh, wearing the colours proudly for uh, the UAE team and products of It's Just Cricket as well. Uh, Aryan Lakra uh, joins us live on the show. He's the skipper, uh, and alongside I'm here is Akasha Tahir, the opening bowler. Now, before I say a big thank- uh, welcome to those two, you tell me about these two. Why? Wh- what is it about them that's made them stick out for the selectors of the national
6: team? Oh, I think um, obviously they both played in the Asia Cup, uh, both did really, really well. Um, I think Aryan was leading wicket taker um, throughout the Asia Cup um, and Akash has always proven to, to take wickets early on in the, in the innings as well. Um, they've worked really hard on their game in the last 12 months um, and it's starting to show, um, you know, I, I don't want to talk too good about them so <laughs> they, can, uh, they can talk themselves. <laughs> uh, let's start
3: with you then, Aryan Skipper. Thanks so much indeed for joining us. Um, just how proud are you about being selected for the team?
0: Uh, hi, Tom. And uh, I think it's a great uh, honor to be representing UE Cause I think a World Cup's a big deal for any player around the world, and a lot of the people want to be in our shoes right now. And I think it's up to us now what we make with this opportunity. And I think it's a great opportunity for anyone to like put up their hands and perform. And like a couple of good performances here can get you in the radar, in the big yeah. leagues, mm. into the IPL, the Big Bash. But like, yeah. It's a great opportunity and hopefully looking to do well in it.
3: And Akasha, the same for you as well. In fact, let's just break away very quickly from that one.
1: Yeah, we'll break away. We'll head to the King Power Stadium, Tom. Oh, 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 it's a turn up for the books. It's Leicester nil, Norwich City 1. And it's that man once again. It's Timu Puki with it. a lovely little finish this. Casper Schmeichel rooted to the spot. They go long, do Norwich. I say they go long, they pass it through the lines, is what they do. It's direct. It's incisive and it's Timu Puki. He gets away from Soyonku and it's a lovely finish. That little touch there to bring it away. Shamichael is rooted. He falls on his backside. It's a wonderful through ball. I think it's Kenny McLean who threads it through the eye of a needle. Timu Puki, as he has done all season long, with the whites of the goalkeeper's eyes, he just gives the eyes to Kasper Schmeichel and then he just passes it into the far corner. A real good goal, that, from Norwich City. It's Leicester nil. Norwich one Have we got an upset on
3: the cards? Uh, Akash Tahir is one of the opening bowlers uh, for the UAE under-19 team
7: as well. He's performed so well over the year. Congratulations on the selection. What's it mean for you? Thank you. Uh, to be honest, it means everything for me, playing for the country, representing the country. It's not easy because there are a lot of kids working w- with us. It's not easy getting picked in the top 15. So it's, it's a big honour for me to represent, for the, represent the country.
3: In terms of, of, of the progress, if you like, uh, uh, through the ranks, you talk about the competition, the number of uh, kids, the number of youngsters, the number of, of individuals that are playing cricket here at the moment. Uh, what do you feel that you've taken from the coaching down at It's Just Cricket?
7: Coaches uh, in It's Just Cricket, they're very positive. They're, every time you approach them, they give you positive things, good things to learn, good things to move forward. So it's really good to stay with IGC. Just in, t- in terms of the
3: experience as well, Arjen, I mean, you're going to go heading on down there. Uh, you've got a huge amount of experience already in your uh, tender years um, here in the region. But this, I'm assuming, will be the first time you go down to South Africa to play. Um, from a man that's also going to have to make decisions as well down there, are you conscious of the sort of playing conditions, the surfaces that you're going to be playing on down there?
0: Uh, I think, like, In today's world, the cricket, the game, so commercialized, so you can watch every game. Uh, So like, I've seen quite a few games in South Africa. So like, I know what the conditions are gonna be, but like, since I have never played there, so like, can't really be too sure. But like, I know in my mind like how the conditions are gonna be. They'll uh, hopefully support our pacers. So like, that'll help me make my decisions. But like, it all depends on the day, like how the pitch is behaving. So like, that's the main way I'm gonna make my decisions. But like, I know what I need to do.
1: Ariane, Sam's been on this show numerous times over the years and and he always tells us that the the quality is here in this country. There are a number of UE cricketers who have got a real chance. Is that what you're seeing? Obviously, you guys represent the creme de la creme and I hope you continue to work hard and proven that that is the case. But is the talent
0: pool in this country
1: from what you've seen?
0: Uh, I think, to be very honest, if nurtured, I think the talent in this country is really good. And, like, over the years, like, recently, we have seen Afghanistan grow through the ranks and, like, the same thing can happen here, because like I've been playing in the grassroots level for like the last eight years now, and like I've seen all the talent here. And like if nurtured well, I think we can really like end up being in like the top five teams in the upcoming time.
1: Akasha, on that point, then, what more needs to be done to ensure that the talent is nurtured? Because Sam and his coaches are doing a wonderful job within the academy. What more needs to be done to create a competitive framework so that you boys are getting exposed to top
7: level cricket?
1: On a weekly basis,
7: I think uh, IJC is doing a great job of making different tournaments for every age level. All the age levels, they get different. All the kids of different age groups, they get chance to represent them, themselves and then express themselves. So, if they perform really well, that's where they can go up slowly.
1: How do you get your big chances? Uh, You know, we we talk about it and Sam mentioned Abu Dhabi T10, these great leagues coming in here. I know Afghanistan, Premier League's been here. We've seen the PSL, which has now returned home. How do you guys set about, obviously, making sure that A, you're performing well for the UE under-19s? That helps you, of course. But how do you ensure that you get these opportunities moving forward?
0: Uh, I think to get these opportunities, there's only one thing, performance. Like, if you're performing well, any team would want you in their side. So, like, the only thing wherever you get a chance to perform if I get a chance to go play for a match against the USA or teams like those I want to make the best uh, thing out of those uh, opportunities and like do well in those cause I play well there I got recognized and then that's how I uh, grow through the ranks and like
1: some you've got connections you're a well connected man in the world of cricket are, are people out with the country are they aware of the talent pool
6: Yeah here? I think so I think there's a couple of things that link the, the two questions together I, I think the first thing that might be, might help um, boys like the like the lads here um, get selected and, and get noticed is uh, reinstating the the first class division here. Yeah. I think that would be a massive step forward, and I know that there is conversations around it. So I think that that would obviously you know kickstart that um, that system of being selected and, and being noticed. I think that's the the main thing. There is eyes. There's there's agents coming over here all the time. The more leagues that are played here, more agents come here. Um, uh, for the T10, I, I met well, four or five agents, and there's local boys being sponsored by agents really? and being being partnered with agents. So they're getting representation. But, listen, they've got to go and score runs. They've got to go and take wickets in, in Junior World Cups. They've got an uh, Asia, Asia Cup that they've just played in. You know, they have to put their hand up now, and, and that's the first way they put their hand up. The second way, for sure, is... Um, the, the uh, first class division here
1: give us an overview there'll be a lot of people listening into this that follow cricket and might think well what is the current system here in the UE you yourselves it's just cricket is an academy there are other academies dotted across Dubai throughout the United Arab Emirates give us an overview what, how do these guys get matches how do these guys keep their eye in on a weekly basis
6: so I guess it's similar to the to the UK or uh, yeah the UK you, you play for your school um, not all schools have grounds so that limits the the amount of schools playing, um, and then you were p- you were picked to play for an academy. I guess that would be determined on a couple of things: one, location, uh, quality of coaching, quality of grounds, and w- and how often they're playing games. Um, so then they would partake in the ECB uh, Emirates Cricket Board um, leagues at certain age groups, under 13s, 15s, and 19s, um, which these guys obviously do. From that, then there's two ways of getting selected for your uh, f- for your state, essentially for your emirate. So you've got Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Ajman. And they basically, that's hosted a, a trial every, I think every six months, right. and they perform at those trials, and then they take those those performances from the trials and the stats from the league to then form Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Then they play like a tri series against each other. Then that feeds into the the UAE and the six. And that United. standard is a good one. It is, yeah, and it's getting better. It's very difficult because you've got s- lots of different elements and and everything trying to pull together. Whereas back in the UK, it would normally be a very structured. School, district, county, um, region, and then and then your. You, uh, what about
1: England. what about pathways, Sam? We we see Yorkshire, Lancashire. I, I know Tom. You've worked with these guys. We've seen teams come over from a UK perspective. What about pathways for these boys? Getting them over there and, and getting them exposed to county cricket over in the UK.
6: Yeah, for sure. I mean. The, the first step, obviously, they've got to prove themselves. So once we can get to that stage where, and I think they are now, these guys, you know, they're taking wickets, they're, they're scoring runs. Um, we, we, we've we got ties with Sydney Thunder. We've got ties in India. We've got a lot of ties in India and, and PCB, Pakistan Cricket Board as well. So these guys have got opportunities to go out and reach to those countries. Um, but, you know, it comes back to performing within this sort of locals, local cricket at the moment, performing in the Cricket World Cups, and then see where we go from there. And, and the UAE is number one option.
1: Arian, you're the skipper of the team.
6: Young boy, Do you mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, I'm 18,
1: I turned 18 yesterday. Oh, wow, well, happy birthday. Wow. Thank you. Okay, so 17, just turned 18. What is your future? I mean, do you harbour ambitions of playing cricket professionally? Is that the end goal for you?
0: Yeah, I think as of now, the way I'm playing, I think that's what I've planned about. Like I've spoken to my parents about it, so like that's what I've been planning, just to like have a good career in cricket and like perform, that's it.
1: And the same for you, Akasha, as yeah, your aim to play? Yeah, definitely the same for me. Full-time. In order for that to happen, though, what do these boys need, as opposed to continuing working hard? Well, just to add on to that, and, and, and to, just to
3: add to what you're saying there, Chris, and I suppose a question to you all as well, is, there, is is one of the challenges holding on to this talent mm. here? Because when you've got more established cricketing nations around the world that might be looking into the shopping window of an under-19 World Cup and go, ooh, I'd like yeah. look at them, that they might be attracted over to that. Is, is that part of the role that you and the rest of the teams need to play?
6: Yeah, there's, there's, there's that. And obviously the visa situation here doesn't yeah. help. So oh. um, the, the, the visa situation is where they turn 18, they have to go on uh, an education visa or uh, a working visa. Um, some of the boys... Uh, don't see a vision in sort of working in the UAE or of finished education it becomes very difficult for them to actually do that so there's a fine line be, between getting that right uh, and really it's about educating the player and the parent as, as how do we where do we go now because you get into a, a delicate age and you've got a big decision to make. And, and it's not easy and, and everybody's different and, and the solution for everybody is completely different as well.
3: Is that, I mean, that's something that you guys are sort of conscious of. You're getting to that point now where scouts will be looking at you. Uh, maybe contracts will be coming your way. Big decision whether you stay here. And surely you'd like to stay here because you know this country and, you, and, 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 and you've got so many links here. But the opportunities to play elsewhere.
7: I think for me, uh First option, first option is obviously UAE, playing, yeah. playing for UAE and uh, firstly performing in the World Cup and then getting into the senior team. But, but hopefully it works, but if it doesn't, uh, I'll, I'll keep working hard and make my place in the senior team. Yeah. And it, and then look forward, uh, speaking with my coaches, taking opinions, and whatever it suits me, I'll go for it. But anything within cricket. Yeah. Uh, same for you, Aiyan, is that something that, I mean,
3: again, you, your future is, is very bright. The future is all those years ahead of you at the moment. But are you getting to that point now going, oh, you know, these will be. The have, I'll have to make decisions soon?
0: Um, I think, yeah, like 18, 19, this is the age where, like, a lot of good cricketers stop playing yeah. cricket because they, like, don't believe in themselves. And, like, they think I should better go into, like, some other job yeah. and, like, just have, like, a simple life. But, like, I think, like, I believe in myself. So, like, I'm thinking, like, maybe just, like, have a good World Cup then get into the men's side and play for the UA men's and like play the leagues around the world and I think that's the option I'm looking at at the moment right now.
3: Is there enough competition for you here? Uh, Because you know I speak to a lot of the schools at the moment and uh, you know some schools are struggling to get uh, teams out at the moment and things like that. In terms of uh, talent like yours where you are the elite talent at the very top of the triangle is there enough sort of week in week out competition for you to forward your game at the moment?
0: Uh, i think there's enough competition but like it's important like the way you said like after a point like when you're like playing at a good level in the uae like a lot of these games are like a waste of time for you so like i try and focus like only to play in the games where like there's competition for me where i learn something so like that's the only thing i'm focusing on like like i'm like i'm 18 now so like i'm done with pretty much of all of the all the school cricket and the age level cricket so like there are a lot of tournaments in which like the corporate leagues and the division a tournaments are like I think I would like to play a few of those games and like then there's the ECB going in which like a lot of the players play so like these are the few tournaments I try to focus on and I try not to play any other like games in which like I there's a chance of me getting injured for no reason and I'm not earning anything
3: We're going to come back to you boys in just a few moments' time. Uh, We're talking to the crew from It's Just
1: Cricket, uh, but it is just football and it's just that man again. It is that man again. It is Leicester 1, Norwich 1. No surprise for me to tell you that it's Jamie Vardy on the score sheet. I'm looking at this one. Will that be a wonder and own goal? Is that on target? It is, however, Jamie Vardy, who's wheeling away in celebration. And looking at it again, I think the header is going wide. And Tim Cruel gets himself in an all sorts of bother with his position. It's a bit like Matt Fortune when he goes in goals. And what's ended up happening, he's inadvertently stuck his hands out. He's diverted the ball into the back of his own net. It's Leicester 1, Norwich 1. It was a corner from the right-hand side. James Madison squips it in. Jamie Vardy makes a run to the near post. He gets ahead of his marker. He directs it. It's heading away, I, I think. I think it's going wide and we're going to see a change here from Leicester. 38 minutes. Ianacho Ian has been taken off, Brendan Rogers has taken him off and I think that is to make sure that he doesn't get sent off because there was a little flash point there and I don't see an injury and he's changed up the formation, has Brendan Rogers. Damari Gray has come on for Kelechi Ianacho. He didn't look too happy. He got a pat on the back from Brendan. He has been substituted after 38 minutes. There was controversy there. I think we're seeing it here. Team Home uh, returned to them. Zimmerming, he brought down Ian Acho. It's free kick. There was a melee. VAR was looking at whether Cantwell had a swipe at Ian Acho in all of that. So I don't know whether that's tactical or if Ian Acho has been brought off for his own good. But it is Leicester 1, Norwich 1. It was Timi Puki who put Nor- Norwich ahead. But Jamie Vardy has scored for the ninth successive league match. 1-1. We will come back with more from uh, the special guest here on uh,
3: The Grill. We're live from Barasti where the game is always on.
0: This is The Grill.
3: Join the conversation. Tweet the team at Dubai Sport. Yeah, game on down here at Barasti where the game is always on. It is The Grill with you through until nine o'clock. Uh, we are watching Leicester against Norwich. We'll keep you updated with goals as they go in. I'm just scrolling down through the scores. Yeah, still scrolling. <laughs> yeah, still scrolling. There's not much. Is uh, there? Still scrolling. Uh, still, yeah, still going to oh, I fan Coventry. Uh, <laughs> you're doing all right. You're leading one nil. We are today. Yeah, got Sam Charnley alongside me from It's Just Cricket. a mad uh, Coventry fan as well. Uh,
6: how's 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 the first half of the new season been for Coventry? I think they're doing really well. They're uh, seventh before today's game, but it's so tight in that league, uh, League One. It's just it's ridiculously tight. You, you, drop a point and you, four or five places down the league and uh, battling against it again. But uh, no, they've had a good start and uh, third last week and seventh this week.
3: You've just given yourself uh, uh, a B plus, no, probably an A-, minus, no, probably a bit more than that on your end of term uh, report for It's Just Cricket. Uh, you've seen a couple of your lads be selected for the UA Under-19 team to play in the uh, Under-19 World Cup in South Africa in January of next year.
6: What about next year for It's Just Cricket? 2020, big year? Yeah, it is a big year. Um, obviously, we're going to be working hard with, with our senior boys, but also we've got um, a couple of junior leagues starting up um, at their international school, um, and then the regular programmes. We've, uh, we're looking seriously into... Um, hosting a couple of uh, counties and senior teams as well so that's been nice we hosted Cricket Scotland last week um, and they uh, they loved the facilities and, and, and had a great experience so it's something that's on the horizon and uh, something that we're working hard towards um, and, and it's w- working quite well at the moment. Uh, nice kick-off to
3: that would be a win in the uh, Under-19 World Cup uh, we've got two of the lads who's going to be down, down there uh, Ayaan Lakhra uh, and Akasha Tahir both alongside us um, Ayan from a, from, a, from a skipper's point of view what do you want from your team down in South Africa?
7: Um,
0: I think as a skipper it's important like my team gives their best I think that's the first and foremost thing like I can't expect anyone to like not give their best because it's a World Cup and like if you want to do something in your life as a cricketer this is the time you showcase your skills so like that's it just give your best like if you don't perform or you perform it's, it depends on the day not everyone can perform at the, on the same day so like I think even if people will have bad day people will have good day but it's important everyone gives their best in the field you'll be playing against a some of the biggest nations cricketing
3: nations around the world UAE has uh, fought well above its weight in recent years uh, to to achieve what they have done through the age uh, through the age grapes and age groups um,
7: can you win it the World Cup yep uh, we can try. We have a good side, yep. strong team. We need to believe in ourselves. We need to get stronger from mind. Everyone as a player, they're strong, but from mind, they need to change their mindset. Because people here, they think South Africa, oh, they're a big team. Yep. Afghanistan big team. But you guys are playing the same tournament. Yeah. You need to change your mindset. Play, compete hard against them. We can do it.
3: Maybe you could talk. You mentioned one of the teams there. You could look at and take hope from, you know, Afghanistan and what they've achieved uh, in recent years to become, as you say, you know, a real powerhouse of cricket. Yeah. Nothing to stop the UAE from doing that.
7: No, nothing. Definitely nothing. We need. We just need to believe in ourselves and work hard. That's it.
3: Well, best of luck to you both. I'm not going to keep uh, our cricket uh, guests any longer, though. Uh, Sam Charlie, really appreciate you coming on down uh, to talk all things cricket. Congratulations on another barnstorming year for It's Just Cricket. Uh,
6: more of the same in 2020, I'm assuming. Hopefully, yeah. Thanks for having us on, and uh, it's been a pleasure to come down again.
3: That said, um, as you mentioned, there's still a couple of weeks left and things like that. If people want to find out more, uh, maybe about the winter camps, but also about uh, new programs for 2020,
6: how do they do it? Uh, Jan 5th we start for the new programs and then tomorrow we start for the winter camps. Um, it's just cricket.com. Um, all the informations there uh, emails and phone numbers are, are on there ready to, to go so it's just cricket.com
3: meanwhile are Ian Lakra and Akasha Tahir, uh, two products of it's just cricket UAE uh, are getting ready to head down to South Africa to wear the uh, colors of the United Arab Emirates under 19 team in the World Cup down there so when do you leave fellas when do you when are you off are uh, 11th Jan 11th of Jan okay so what's the sort of talk us through the sort of the preparation before that for you guys um, obviously Physical but I suppose there'll be a mental preparation as well.
7: Yeah, uh, we had a few games before Obviously, we, we, we're leaving on 11th of Jan. We had a uh, full, full squad training from last month We've been we, we had good games. We had games among ourselves inter squad games. We had games against uh, Senior teams like Kenya training training games USA. It was a it was good uh, guys, they, they, they showed up the improvement and in terms
3: of the schedule, once you get down there as well, obviously get a bit there a bit earlier, get acclimatized as well. Do you know who's in your group? Do you know who you're going to be playing?
0: Uh, we start off on the 18th, we play Canada. Then 22nd, we play against Afghanistan. And 25th, we play South Africa.
3: Wow. Okay, so it's, it's a fairly tight schedule as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and in terms of the squad you'll be taking down, how many players will be in the squad?
0: Uh, 15.
3: 15. Okay, so... Uh, I mean, apart from anything, and I know that you want results because you're, you're, you're results driven individuals. Apart from anything, it's an extraordinary experience, surely. Definitely, yeah. Well, the best of luck Thank to you, you Thank both. You. Uh, Thank uh, you. Uh, thanks Thank so Kristen much indeed for joining us. Uh, if uh, people want to stay up to date with uh, all the results in that particular World Cup, I'm sure uh, they'll be uh, posted by all the team at It's Just Cricket. Obviously, we'll be able to follow it and we'll keep an eye on it here 100%. on Dubai I 103.8. Fellas, all the best. Good luck to you both. Thank you. Uh, big thanks to Sunbear as well. Thanks for that one. Uh, Coventry still in the lead or not? Certainly are. Uh, thanks for having us, Dan, Tom. No, Tom, mate, thank, you. thank you very much indeed. Uh, happy New Year as well, if I don't see you before the. And New to you Year. and to all the listeners. Yeah. And thanks for the invite to the Christmas party yesterday, <laughs> fellow. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you to uh, all of you. Uh, we will take a very quick breather. Uh, we, will con, uh, we'll concern, uh, we will then come back to give you a roundup of some of the big stories in the world of football, rugby, and more. You're listening to The Grill. More of the biggest sports stories now
1: on Dubai I 103.8.
3: You guys,
1: the
2: best
3: picked up the wrong microphone. It's all happening down here. All the best to the boys there. Uh, all the best to they as they uh, head on uh, down to uh, South Africa for the Under-19 Cricket World Cup uh, in January. Details of which we'll give you uh, here. Uh, throughout that entire interview, throughout that entire chat, um, uh, my friend Matt Fortune was watching the football as well. So Matt, bring us up to date. What's been happening? When
5: well, you say I was watching Tom, I was actually about to catch a bit of shut-eye because there has not been a lot of action. So much so that the live runner from the British newspaper, The Guardian, has to informing us that there had been an equaliser in the game between Luton <laughs> and Preston uh. and that just about sums it up. Unfortunately, the only goals we've got in the Premier League are the goals at, uh, I was going to say Filbert Street then. Yeah. Blimey, how out of date am I? <laughs> Sorry, at the King, King Power. Power. Thank you. Uh, is Leicester 1, Jamie Vardy. That goal that, that Chris described has actually gone down as an own goal, as we suspected. There was also talk that perhaps the ball had gone out of play <sighs> in the corner yeah. from James Madison beforehand. The replays were inconclusive. But as it is, it does stand, of course, and it's a Tim Krul goal, canceling out Timmy Puky's opener for, Rock, uh, for second from bottom Norwich. Elsewhere, unfortunately, it's Burnley nil, Newcastle nil. Chelsea have been the better side at home to Bournemouth, but they too have struggled to break them down. It's nil nil there, and the only other game in the Premier League is Sheffield United nil, Aston Villa nil. Let's
3: go to Italy very quickly for you, Brescia against Lecce into the ninety-second minute down there, uh, but we know where the points are going. But it's going to they're going to Brescia two first half goals uh, from Chancellor and. Torre Grossa one half goal uh, from the home team from Nikolas Spalik on 61 sees them. Lee Lecce uh,
1: three goals to nil with a couple of minutes remaining. Club World Cup. Yep, got a result in for you. Al Hilal, your Asian Champions League winners, well, they have beaten the so, uh, the African, sorry, Champions League winners, ES Tunis from Tunisia. They've beaten them by a goal to nil, and it's the sub who's won it for them, Bafetimbi Gomis. You may recall he had a spell three years, in actual fact, at Swansea City, Galatasaray as well, Marseille, spent a bit of time. He's been banging them in for fun. Has Bafetimbi Gomis over in Saudi Arabia? He's come off the bench, 73 minutes on the clock. He scored the winner. We just saw it there. Beautiful. Thing as well. Ball comes into him, pops it over the defender, and then on the volley into the bottom corner. A good win for that for Al Hilal. They march on into the next stage for uh, the other match later tonight, Monterey going up against Al Sadd. We will indeed, uh, Chris McCarty, will turning
3: his attention to Germany in a few minutes' time. By way of Spain, though, let's get over to Matt Fortune, who can tell
5: us uh, half time. Real Sociedad against Barcelona. Indeed. Well, it was a bit. We were looking at a bit of a turn up there. Sociedad took the lead, Tom, with a 12th minute penalty, but 38 minutes. On seven minutes before the break, that man Antoine Griezmann finding his feet fully now at the new camp. He scores against which I had completely forgotten is his former club, of course, so it's 1 1 at the break.
3: Yeah, is there were talking club. points in the German Bundesliga earlier on in the first half uh, they seem to have changed
1: though Yeah they have, they absolutely have Tom I can tell you, Cologne against Bayer Leverkusen that remains 0-0 Mainz are at home to Borussia Dortmund Marco Royce's goal separates those two teams so Dortmund heading for a victory there we're into the final 25 minutes in all of these matches the big shock yeah. was that Werder Bremen were leading at the Allianz Arena against Bayern Munich they took that lead into the stroke of half time I can tell you that that two goals in the space of 60 seconds turned this one on its head. It was Philippe Coutinho, formerly of Liverpool, who levelled things up. And then just before the break, the best striker in the world for me right now, Robert Lewandowski, he made it 2-1. And then I can tell you that Philippe Coutinho has added a third, uh, his second of the night, to ensure that Bayern Munich, they lead Werder Bremen by three goals to one. Hertha Berlin, under now Jürgen Klinsmann, of course, they have taken the lead. Vladimir Derida has given them the lead at home to Freiburg. And then the other... Another one today it is Paderborn 1, Union Berlin 1. The late kickoff sees Fortuna Dusseldorf go up against Julian Nagelsmann's RB Leipzig. Uh, Not much to report in Scotland
3: at the moment. uh, Aberdeen nil, Hamilton nil. Hearts Mm. nil, St Johnson nil. Ross County nil, Carmanac
1: nil. What's going on? Where are the goals? There are a few goals, thankfully, down at Mirren. Yes, St Mirren 1, Livingston 2. So at least the Scottish football fans are getting to see a couple of goals. It was Iman Suda that gave the away side Livingston the lead. Junior Marais then levelled things up on the stroke of half-time. John Guthrie... My goodness, there's a blast from the past. It was he that made it 2-1 for Livingston. So, uh, yeah, Livingston lead, and they are the only goals of the day. Thankfully, though, Tom, the championship, Oh, oh well, yet yeah. again, the championship proving to be an entertaining league. The big one that stands out for me, Nottingham Forest nil. Sheffield Wednesday Forum. My mate's at the City Ground today, so he has been treated to a goal fest. They lead Cardiff by two goals to nil. Millwall, they lead at Derby. Pressure surely mounting on Philip Cuckoo. And I do wonder whether the shadow of Wayne Rooney will loom large over Philip Cuckoo. Because if the results continue to go against the Dutchman, I do just wonder if Wayne Rooney will be handed the managerial reins there. (laughs) Bristol City, they're a goal down at home to Blackburn Rovers. Brentford, I've been saying it all season long, they're my dark horses this season they're the ones to watch. They lead Fulham. Scotty Parker, your man for the West Ham job, Tom. Brentford lead Fulham by 1-0. Barnsley, they're at home to que- uh, Queen's Park Rangers. They lead 2-1. It's Preston 1, Luton 1. Swansea, they lead Middlesbrough by a goal to nil. And surely Jonathan Woodgate's tenure as Middlesbrough boss will be coming under increasing scrutiny against an out-of-sorts and out-of-form Swansea City side. And I can tell you that Wigan Athletic, they lead Huddersfield Town by a goal to nil. Goals are plenty. The only match that we've yet to see a goal in is Stoke City against Reading. And that's even Mark Bowen, former assistant to Mark Hughes at Stoke, now in charge of Reading, going back against his former club. So that brings you back up to date with the championship.
3: Just putting it up to date with what's going on down in South Africa at the uh, Cape Town Sevens, apart from it being an absolute belter of a party down there. I was watching a bit of this earlier on today. That's one. That's one for us for next year. Cape Town. Oh, you've seen no, <laughs> you see I the didn't party? See Just have a look at some of, the, some of the footage that's coming out of there. Uh, the swimming pools around the uh, outside of the pitch I think is a very good idea. Love it. Uh, some of the costumes well, uh, debatable, uh, but anyway they've been treated to some great rugby down there as well uh, these are your cup quarter finalists in the women's division at the HSBC sevens in Cape Town, uh, France taking on Russia rugby, Aussie sevens against Fiji rugby, uh, at rugby Canada uh, taking on USA, so it's Canada USA in the uh, in the third of the quarters and then the Black Ferns against England uh, also, so those are the games, the quarter finals uh, are for, for tomorrow morning. Uh, meanwhile, one of the big stories to come out of the men's division is Ireland. Uh, Irish rugby have topped their pool wow. of the HSBC 7s for the first time ever as a core team in just their second tournament on tour. Scotland weren't in that group, were they? No, but Scotland beat England first up this morning as well, then went down to a defeat uh, uh, straight to France in the second game. So I think their last game is against Spain a bit later on this evening. Um, uh, so they're still in with the it,
1: It's the beauty of rugby 7s, isn't it? Tom, I know we spoke about it at length last uh, couple of weekends ago, but uh, last, weekend. Yeah, last weekend, it was last weekend, weekend yeah. just shows you how time flies and where kind of my headspace is at today. But uh, to be fair, you were, in, you were in Saudi Arabia on the same day, also true, it? also true. Yeah, I forgot about that as well. But um, yeah, it's just the competitive nature of it all, isn't it? It's the fact that from week to week, from tournament to tournament, it throws up this, and that's the kind of beauty of it. We see in other sports that there's domination at the top and listen, I appreciate South Africa i have had it good over here and New Zealand ladies I know i have had it good over here as well but the fact that a new tournament throws up
3: these kind of results. What's the time? It's just after 8 o'clock. Time for a break when we come back.
1: There's just so much more to hear. Download our
2: podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com